happy Wednesday. Happy Wednesday. Happy Wednesday to you and you and you and you and you and you. Uh, welcome to Melanated Way. I'm Linda Antwi. We are catching up on David and Annie after the 90 days, season two, episode seven, eight, and nine. Uh, the first episode, the best sperm. Listen, y'all, it was pretty interesting to me that, you know, after all these years, uh, David and Annie are looking to expand their family besides Jordan and Amber. So they're definitely looking to have a full house. Uh, I think that this journey will be an interesting one. I think they have a couple of challenges to overcome, but it looks like, you know, perhaps there's going to be a plus one, one, one. Anyways, let's just jump right into it. So as we know, uh, they're still in Thailand and they're en route to Phuket. Uh, so the kids can go to uh, intensive English classes for a few weeks in preparation for their visa interview. And as we know from last season, they had a couple of interviews and they failed both of them. So this is a very imperative situation that they're in. They have to make it happen in order for both of them to be able to come over to America. However, you know, Jordan is problematic as per usual. Uh, hey, midwife Crystal. Hey, girl. Hey. And, you know, I feel like if someone is telling you exactly where they are, you have to listen to them. And I think even Jordan in this episode said, you know, Annie's not listening to me. I know she wants me to have a better life, but I think at 15, he is sheltered. I think he is um, going through some things. And I think that he's really immature. And I think that, you know, he's 15. I understand it. But I also think that you shouldn't force someone to do something that clearly he's saying he's not, he doesn't want to do. However, on the flip side, he is a little bit of flip floppy, right? He one day doesn't want to go. The next day he wants to go. The following day he doesn't want to go. And then the next day he wants to go. Um, hey, Lady Blue 80 says, if he can't act right there, I wouldn't want to bring that stress with me anywhere. That part. I just think he has a lot of growing up to do. And again, he's only 15, but his behavior is just really like, oh, it irritates me. So anyways, they are on their way to Phuket. And one of the things that I think is special about uh, after the 90 days is that we really get to see a little bit more of the culture um, and some of the first time experiences for the families. And so for Auntie Loam and both the kids, it's the first time ever leaving their small village. It's her first time um, getting onto a plane. She's nervous. She doesn't know what to expect. And I just feel like that's such a beautiful thing because, you know, so some of us take it a little bit for granted. Like, oh, we have access to anywhere we want to go whenever we want to go. Um, and so, you know, being a, like a full adult, um, and not having ever been on a plane. This was a really special experience for Auntie Loma and even for the kids. And I don't see why Jordan doesn't see how all of these opportunities that are opening up to him are opportunities. Like you want to like bitch and complain and whine and moan and all of these things. But then on the same time, you are enjoying all of these new experiences. Well, not all of them, but most of them. So anyways, they get there. They're looking for it and anticipating beautiful oceans and bars everywhere, the big city life, which is completely different than their village that they've lived in their whole lives. Um, so they get there and everyone is in all of the hotel. It's big. It's beautiful. Um, Auntie Loam and the kids think it looks like a movie. They've never seen anything like it in real life. So again, another first for them, right? Another first for Auntie Loam being off the rice fields and working all day, every day, taking a moment to just relax. Like, I feel like she deserves that as well. So um, they get settled in and they love their rooms and first time in a hotel and all of that stuff. It was like, just, such a, it warmed my heart, you guys. So David and Annie and Cindy decide that they're going to take them out to eat. And one of the things I think is interesting is they want to take them out to eat so they can try American food for the first time. And, you know, Jordan and Auntie Loma are a little bit weary because they only know what they've only ever had, right? So they want to have pad thai and rice and they're scared to kind of adventure outside of their normal comfort zone, what they're used to eating and what they're used to absorbing. 
And David and Annie are like trying to insist, like try something new, try something new. And you have to order in English because you want to practice your English. So Jordan, Jordan orders a cheeseburger and I guess everyone orders cheeseburgers. Now, I mean, American food in Thailand, right? It could be like American owners perhaps, um, or it could just be, you know, reinventing what you think Americans eat all the time. But cheeseburgers are pretty an American fair food, right? I'm just saying like having American food in Thailand, maybe, I don't know if it will taste the same. I'm, I'm not sure. It's like going to McDonald's when you're in Japan. It doesn't taste like McDonald's in Canada. It doesn't taste like McDonald's in the United States. It just has a little bit of a different taste. So as they're ordering... I just had that in the back of my mind and I'm wondering if you guys did too. So they order French fries for the table. Um, and as with American culture, everything seems super sized. So the food comes out, they haven't even eaten it. They already feel full because you know, you do eat with your eyes as well. And Annie makes a joke, you know, to be American, you have to have a big mouth for all the big portions. And I have to tell you, even as a Canadian and coming to America, the portions are completely different. Like everything just seems supersized here. And I get you want value for your food, um, but it's just very interesting. Like everything is just way more than anywhere else. And I just think that that's also part of the culture. And so Jordan responds to his first bite. And because, you know, the bread is so big, uh, he just got a full mouth of bread. So he was confused because it's first time tasting it. He's like, what should this taste like? I don't even know. Should it taste like this? Then the next few bites was a mixture between the vegetables, the meat, and the bread. And it was strange. Everyone thought it was strange. So um, Jordan's like, you know, I'll try American food. But if I have to eat it for the rest of my life, I wouldn't want to. Amber thought it was strange. And we know that Auntie Loam the next day, which we'll talk about, uh, it didn't agree with her. So that's something interesting too. And I, I think about just like travel on my own as well. And there are certain things and certain places that I just actually don't even eat, right? Because your body is used to eating what you're normally used to eating. And I think that sometimes, even though I think it's great to try new foods, I think that you also have to know what you're, you can absorb and what you can absorb. Um, and, you know, Imodium is, is definitely... <laughs> your best friend when you're traveling sometimes to some of these countries, uh, just because you have like a Western stomach um, and a vice versa coming over to America. I think it would be the same thing. So um, <clears throat> it's the next day and it's the first day of school for the kids. And again, I like I just told you, Auntie Loam, you know, the food didn't agree with her. So she's not feeling well. So she's not going to be able to help take the kids to the first day of school. And so it's just David and Annie who are taking them. And Jordan, you know, again, he's bucking up. He's worried that he doesn't know much English. Well, Jordan, you don't know much English because you haven't been practicing. You haven't been practicing. You've been sleeping all the time. You've been like antisocial. So yeah, I would see why you're worried because now you're going to be in class and forced to do a little bit of work when you've been lazy this whole time. He's worried that he won't understand the teacher. Well, again, it's because you haven't been practicing. If you had been practicing, then you would be less worried. And I look at Amber, and I know Amber is older than him, but I also know that Amber is putting in an effort. Amber's attitude is positive. So even if she doesn't know, she's still trying. And that's what we want. Like, that's all that anyone wants is just try. Do your very, very best. And I can't say that Jordan is really trying. And last but not least, he's worried that he won't make any friends, which is you know, any teenagers worry, right? You want to make friends and all of that stuff. Um, <clears throat> before I forget, because I'm going to take it off the screen, bottom of the screen, you can see where you can support uh, the show. Linda is so girly, Venmo, PayPal, um, their super chat and super stickers available. If you are able, please support the show. And so They drop the kids off and, you know, Amber's like excited, Jordan, not so much. He's a little bit nervous. But in the meantime, which I thought was interesting, David and Annie have a doctor's appointment. And one of the reasons they're doing it in Thailand is because Annie feels more comfortable with Thai doctors and also it's more affordable, which I thought, you know, sparks the debate of the American um, medical system and 
just you know you guys it's it's expensive a lot a lot of people don't have medical and dental in the u.s and they don't make it very uh, affordable so i can understand what she's saying so um while she's in thailand they want to see a baby uh, doctor because they're thinking about having a baby which is brand new news right and annie has talked about it was never a priority before for her but things are different now i think because she's getting older and she's also you know thinking of bringing amber and jordan over so just that responsibility of being a parent has made her think about being a parent which brings me to what i always tell you guys like these are conversations that you have to have especially um if there's an age difference in your relationship and especially if you're in two different places when you meet right because you could say yeah i don't want kids and you're like 25 but then you're 35 and you're like mm, maybe i do want kids because we're all always evolving every day and every year and so you know you're human you might change your mind and i think that that's what's happened with with annie so uh, they're talking to the doctor and we learned some things. So she's had some problems with her period over the over the years and she tends not to be regular. And, and here she says that sometimes she doesn't have it for three months. And uh, she was diagnosed with PCOS, which is polycystic ovary syndrome. And the other thing that they have to overcome is the fact that David had a vasectomy 20 years ago. So how are they going to have a baby? Uh, PCOS is an imbalance in your hormones, and according to them, it can cause weight gain, mood swings, hair loss, but Annie has been put on medication. So some years ago, David took her to a doctor, and that's how she got diagnosed, and so she's on medication for it. So what they decide to do is they're going to do a pap smear and take a look at what's going on down there. And we find out that her womb's okay. We find out that she has a lot of eggs. And so everything is okay there. So they have two options, the doctor said. The first option is to reverse David's vasectomy. But you gotta remember it's been 20 years. And so the doctor says that that might be a low success rate. The other option is to do the surgical sperm retrieval. Um, and you know, that's where, well, it's sperm retrieval. That's what you would do, directly go in. And Annie asked, you know, because David is a little bit older, can we pick the best sperm? Which I thought was an interesting question. I don't know if I would have thought of that. And apparently you can. So the doctor says, in order to start this procedure, uh, first you guys have to decide if this is something that you really want to do. And then next, David will have to work on his health, right? The doctor wants her to, him to lose weight. And Annie would have to go on hormones uh, for the egg retrieval so that the hormones uh, allow her to uh, generate more eggs. And at the end of the day, if all goes well, they'll have a little David Taborowski. I think it's hilarious. And I, I feel like, you know what, if that's what you want to do, then go ahead and do it. I'm, I'm here for it if you're here for it. Um, <clears throat> Carol says, we need to be realistic about life in the U.S. for teens. I'm not sure it's the greatest thing for Jordan to come. Yeah, Carol, I think that's a really valid point. I think that's a really valid point because he already has a bad attitude about coming over and not wanting to come over. And he's already very immature. And I, I personally think he has some emotional issues that he needs to deal with. Um, and he's not a good communicator. And he holds everything in. And and as we've seen in the other seasons, he also lashes out a lot, right? So he runs away. He had that machete thing going on. There was a lot going on with him. And coming to America, I would think that the pressures of just America in general is going to be a lot for him. Um, I think that if we want to be realistic, uh, there are things in Western culture that I think that he would not have had to deal with, like the crime and violence in schools, um, you know, gun violence, all of it, bullying, all of it. There's a lot of things that, that, you know, the Western children also have to deal with, which is a separate and different, right? All the, all children in, in school have to deal with some type of something, but I think just, in the areas that you live in, it's a little bit different. So Carol, good point. 
So Amber and Jordan, first day of school, they are taught the first thing to do is introduce themselves. And Jordan is already worried because he's not sure if he's going to be understanding um, the teachers. And then after they all introduce themselves, which he does well, he's able to introduce himself. Uh, the next part is, how are you? So they're teaching each other how to greet each other. Uh, when we get to that part, Jordan stumbles a little bit. So how are you? He confuses with how old are you? And so he says, I'm 15. And then he goes on to say that he doesn't like practicing English because, quote, it's not his thing. It's not your thing. So then why are we here? So here's where I'm trying to say Jordan continues to be problematic. So yes, you're 15 and you're full of 15 year old angst. Um, but he hasn't practiced and he says it's not his thing, but then he is in class. I just don't understand where he's coming from. You either want to do it or you don't want to do it. You're doing it, but you're complaining about it. You want to go to us, but you don't want to go. I just don't know where his head is. He's asked if he can count to 100 in English. He can't. And Amber throws him under the bus. Amber's like, yeah, because he doesn't focus much. He gets distracted. And when she said that, then I thought a little bit about, well, maybe has he been um, tested for uh, ADHD? Because maybe it's something as, as simple as that, right? Because he's sleeping all the time and distracted and doesn't focus. Like maybe, maybe, I mean, I don't know. So it's a couple of days later, the kids have been going to school day in and day out. And Auntie Loam is a little bit concerned about Jordan. So she has like a one-on-one -on -one with him. And on their one-on-one, -on -one, they sit down and she's just talking to him. And she's like, you know, how are you feeling? You know, because you seem to have an attitude of not really wanting to go to America. And he's open with, open with Auntie Lam. He says he didn't like the American food, so he didn't like the burger that he had. He feels pressured by David to learn English. He feels like David is forcing him to go to America. And Auntie Lam just cuts that off immediately. She's like, you know what? He's not forcing you. He wants to push you to have an education. And he wants you to have a better life and be successful. And then she's like, you know, I do feel sorry for Jordan because you can tell he's scared, but you also can tell that he's being lazy. He's being lazy and putting no effort into it. He wants everything that he wants that makes him happy and anything that pushes him out of his comfort zone, he doesn't want to do it. So Jordan says to Auntie Loam that he just wants to go home because he feels lonely. He misses his girlfriend, which really, at the end of the day, you guys, that's what it's all about. Don't forget he has this 18-year-old girlfriend, which is a whole complete, he's 15 and she's 18 obviously his first love. And so that's all he's really thinking about. So he's really not thinking about his future. He's really not thinking about being successful in the future. He's thinking about the here and now. And the here and now, he wants instant gratification. And instant gratification means his friends, his girlfriends, his home that he knows because he won't be pushed to have to work hard because he already knows his life. He gets up, he hasn't had to go to school because of COVID restrictions. So he does school whenever he feels like it. He gets to hang out with his friends. We saw a few episodes ago where they're all on bikes and hanging out, having a good time, laughing and playing. That's all he thinks he wants to do. And so having to actually be in class and work at something that you don't know that's a little bit scary for you. He's like, no, I'm lonely. I miss my girlfriend. I want to go home. And yet he doesn't want to use his words and communicate because he's worried how Annie will react. Uh, which is why he's saying, you know, he's ready to go to the U.S. even though he feels like he's not ready. So that was what they really dealt with in episode seven. In episode eight, which was titled One Step Forward, One Step Back, we obviously know who they're talking about. They're talking about Jordan because Jordan is wishy-washy. They think they're making progress. Yes, I want to come to America. Yes, I want to do this. Yes, all the things. And then tomorrow it's like, no, I don't want to do it. You're forcing me and I hate you guys all and I want to go home. So they've been in Phuket for a week. Uh, it's the first weekend off of school for the kids. And they've decided that the girls are going to have a lady day and David and Jordan are going to go uh, do some boxing. And boxing, good for Jordan to get some of this angst out. And boxing good for David because now he's trying to work on his health and fitness because perhaps they're trying to have a baby. So 
Loam's out there, and I love this for Loam. He's she's out there by the hotel pool. She's got a flower in her head. She's kicking it, but she's also complaining. And but I think she was like jokingly complaining that it was too hot and her skin is burning. And Cindy had the best comeback of the episode. She's like, well, when you're working hard in the rice fields at home, you never complain. That same sun is still burning your skin. So not only is it burning your skin, but you're having to work hard here. You're having a cocktail. You're relaxing. Same sun. What was really special, I thought as well, is that uh, Jordan and Amber talked about how they'd like seeing Auntie Loam relaxing because as you know, she works, she's worked hard her whole life. She's never had a vacation. And <clears throat> so it was nice to see her being able to just take a moment, enjoy her, her moment. And I just thought it was beautiful. Hey, C. Crew, C. Crew says, Cindy cracks me up, facts. So, <clears throat> Auntie Loma is still worried about Jordan and also says that David won't be able to do the Muay Thai. Now, listen, Auntie Loam, when she wants to throw some shade, she can throw some shade and she has no qualms about it. So as David and Jordan are supposed to go uh, Muay Thai boxing, Auntie Loam is like, you know what? I don't think David's going to be able to do Muay Thai because, quote, her words, not mine. He's too big and fat. He's better off being the sandbag for Jordan. And she's, she's like cracks up of laughter and Cindy starts laughing. But Annie's face is like, oh my goodness, I can't believe you said that. She was like all heated. I was like, oh, the shade, the shade. So <clears throat> over at the boxing gym, uh, David and Jordan have, this is their first time for both of them. So they're training for the first time. One of the things that we learned, which I thought was a wonderful to learn about the culture of it all was um, Muay Thai is a specific type of boxing where honor and respect has a lot to do with it. It's a lot about your mind and your body and your soul. And so there's specific things that you can eat. There's specific things you can do. There's specific ways how you like you get up from each match, all of the things, which, you know, was something new for me to learn that I thought was interesting. So the first thing they try to do is to jump rope. And David hasn't skipped in over 30 years, he said. And Jordan has never skipped in his life. He doesn't know how to do it. So the trainer tries to teach them. They're both really terrible, but at least they're trying and they're having a good time, right? But they were both really terrible. Jordan actually even fell over. And I think David did like two skips, you guys. And then he was like, I'm cool. <laughs> so they move over uh, to the boxing area and Jordan's getting his frustrations out. And David is like taking a moment to try to communicate through, you know, a, tra a phone translator. So David asked Jordan, you know, how's your life? And Jordan opens up to him. I guess he felt like they're having a guy's day and he's going to open up. So Jordan says, you know, um, being in Phuket makes him feel so lonely uh, because he doesn't have any friends. And David's like, well, you have us. We're family and we're always going to be there for you. And Jordan's like, yeah, I understand that I have family, but he still feels like he can't adjust. And he tells David that he's acting like he's having fun, but it's only covering up his loneliness and his desire to go home. He then goes on to tell David that he doesn't want to go to America because he has a girlfriend, right? Which it goes back to the girlfriend, the 18-year-old. And me believing that this is his first love, right? He's 15, so he's infatuated. All he sees is hearts, hearts, hearts everywhere. Probably the first time, you know, someone has paid him some attention in like a romantic feeling for him. So he doesn't want to go to America. He wants to stay uh, in Thailand with his girlfriend. And David's like, listen, Jordan, if you really don't want to go, we're not going to force you to do anything you don't want to do, right? So... <clears throat> David has all of this information in the back of his head. They go back to uh, the hotel. 
the kids are doing their homework and David has, is thinking about this and he's hoping that Jordan will change his mind, that maybe Jordan's just having an off day. But Jordan seems to have a lot of off days, you guys. A lot of off days. That's why in the thumbnail, my question was, is Jordan too problematic to go to the United States of America? Do you guys think that Jordan is ready? Because I have two theories. My first theory is either Jordan is faking it for the storyline and by the last episode, episode 10, he's going to be like, yeah, I'm ready to come. So this was all storyline. Or two, he literally is super problematic and you should just leave him where he is. Definitely in the live chat, let me know what you think. And if you're watching the replay or listening to the replay, let me know what you guys think. Uh, I'm not sure which one it is, but for now, he's problematic. To me, he's problematic because he's so wishy-washy. Better Day says he's not ready. So while the kids are doing their homework, um, it's been a long day. So Annie sends them to Ben and David is having a moment with Annie, right? Telling him exactly what Jordan said and all that stuff. And David's like, he tells Annie what Jordan said and Annie's super shocked and she's sad about it. She's frustrated about it because she's like, we've been there, done that. Last season, we've been there, done that. He didn't want to go. He didn't want to get out of bed. He was super rude. He ran away. I thought we were past that, but I guess we're not. Um, and so she starts crying because she doesn't want him to regret in five years the decisions he's making now, which makes sense, right? Because he's 15 now. In five years, he'll be 20. You know, Amber will have had all of this opportunity and you won't have the same opportunities. And Annie knows how it is to be raised in Thailand. Not everyone has the opportunity to go to America to learn English and all the things. And she wants to give that same opportunity that she had to her family members. So she's thinking ahead and knowing that Jordan is not thinking ahead and having a hard time with it. So she starts crying and then this was the funny part. So answering Jocelyn's question, is David still a monk? David tries to do like this Buddha saying. And when I say Annie's whole body got like went straight up and she shot him a look and said, it's not like you've been, a." she says, it's like you've been a monk for a few days, David. Don't tell me anything. Like, I don't need your Buddhist quotes because you've been a Buddha for like two minutes. I am from Thailand. I know more about the Buddhist culture than you know in your pinky. I don't need you to tell me nothing about nothing. And I died of laughter. Um, Carol says, Jordan isn't ready. And it would create a real hardship for David and Annie to try to manage him in their home. I don't wish it on them. Um, C. Cruz says, I think a little bit of both. I hope he makes it though. And Nikki says, Jordan may never be ready. He has issues that limit his ability to adapt to another culture. This exact opportunity may not be for everyone. That's fair. <clears throat> so Jordan, it's the next day. Jordan's like wandering about. And I was like, what, where are the adults? But I guess he's 15, but. I don't know. So he's wandering the streets. He calls his girlfriend and he's complaining that he hates Phuket, that it's boring. All he does is study. And, you know, she's 18. So she's a lot more mature than he is. She says to him, you know, you should try. This is an opportunity. Says, you know, if you learn English, you'll be able to survive America. And she continues to encourage him because I think she's thinking, you know, you, not everyone gets this opportunity handed to them. So why don't you go ahead and take advantage of this opportunity? But you know, he's, he's one track minded. And again, I just feel like he has some issues that I don't, I can't put my fingers on it, but it's something. And it's not just 15 year old immaturity because not all 15 year olds are as immature as he is. So after talking to David, Annie's like wants to talk to Jordan, but she doesn't want to bombard him because she already knows that he shuts off very quickly. But I'm going to tell you, even though she tried to have the kid gloves on him, he still ran amok and was a mess and was problematic because problematic is the word of the day because problematic is equated to Jordan. So 
they all sit down after school and Annie tries to be like, Hey, you know, what's going on? Is everything good with you? And he's like, yeah, basically like one word answers. And then she kind of throws David under the bus a little bit and says, well, you know, David told me um, what you said to him at the boxing gym. And then, so Jordan's mad that David told the conversation that he had that he thought was a private conversation and personal to Annie. And he said, you know, I told you that I haven't told anyone else. And so now he's like mad dogging David. Like he kept looking across the table table and like giving him evil eyes. Right. And he's like, you know, you told my secrets to Annie. I can't believe you. And apparently, according to Annie, in Thai culture, it's not really common to share your feelings, especially with, quote, guy stuff. So Annie thinks that that's why Jordan is feeling uncomfortable, uh, because he's a man and he shared his feeling with a man. And now his feelings are being shared with the girl. Now, if that's a cultural thing and Annie's saying it is, okay, I can understand it. But I do want to say it's 2023. I don't really care where you are in the world. Communication is communication. I would hope that you would be able to communicate to anybody, right? Especially in Thailand where you have the lady boys and the females and the males and every everyone else. So should, it, should gender even be an issue anymore? Because it's 2023. Everything is, is super fluid. So I, but, and then, then I also get that Jordan is only 15 and he's lived in a sheltered village. And so he has still very archaic mentality, but I just don't think it's an excuse. I think that that's what I, that's what my thought is bottom line. I just don't think it's an excuse. So while Jordan is mad dogging David, David starts crying. Okay. He starts crying because I think he realizes, oh, Jordan is sad that I shared his personal thoughts with my wife. But here's the thing, you guys, their husband and wife, they're going to talk about everything. Jordan should know that first and foremost. Second, it's not like he ran and, and staying in the streets. He told his wife, who is your sister. And ultimately, you would have to have this conversation with your sister at some point because she's trying to get you to America. So if you don't want to go, at some point, she's going to have to find out. So who's supposed to tell her? And it's clearly not going to be you because you're saying this is a personal thing, but you're telling David. What's he supposed to do with that? What's he supposed to do with that? Of course, he's going to tell Annie because they're literally making life plans for you. They're shelling out money and, you know, taking you to school and all the things, clothing you, feeding you. And you're like, oh, I don't want to go. Well, that changes all the plans, does it not? Do the adults not need to know about it then? Let me tell you something, you guys. Just, uh, I personally just think... What we're not about to do is have a 15-year-old dictate what the adults do. I get they have their own minds and their own their own thoughts and their own things that they want to do. But if Jordan really doesn't want to go, which he continues to protest from last season to this season, then you should just leave his ass at home. Like, why are we fighting this? I get you want him to have a better life, but maybe circle back in two, three years when he's a little bit more mature. And in the meantime, I also think that he needs a little bit of therapy. I think that there's some some issues that are deep-seated that he hasn't dealt with that need to be addressed before he's a fully functioning adult. Because all the bad behavior that he's holding inside, it's just going to translate into more bad behavior as an adult. And as we know, in adult form, it's harder to get rid of bad behavior. Definitely let me know your thoughts on that. So <clears throat> David starts crying. Meanwhile, Annie's still trying to console Jordan and, you know, tell me how you feel. And Jordan says to her, you're not a man. You can't understand, he says. And I was like, oh, what? So women can't understand loneliness, being fearful, uh, 
scared of change. Women can't understand those things. Really? Okay. But then he goes on to say, Jordan goes on to say that he feels like Annie doesn't listen to him. And if she did, she'd realize that she's not helping him, uh, that she's pressuring him. And of course, he says he feels confused because they're putting too much information in his head and he can't sort it out. So he feels confused by it, which that part I get, right? A lot of newness, 15 years old, you know, trying to make some life decisions. It's going to be hard on him, but that's why you talk to the adults. That's why you share how you're feeling with the adults so the adults can help you work through your issues. You know? Um, Amber starts crying too. So everyone now at the table is crying except for Jordan, who's the problem. Amber tells Jordan that, you know, I really want you to come with me to America so that we can try new things together and we can be each other's support system. And when things are hard, we can lean on each other. And Annie goes on to say, you know, Jordan, I love you so much. If you're not happy, I'm not happy. And so I just want to make sure that you're happy. And instead of taking all of that in, Jordan has already shut down. And he says, I have nothing else to say, has a complete temper tantrum and shuts down. So that was episode eight. Last episode that we're catching up on is episode nine. Um, it's four days before the visa interview. And because Jordan has been so problematic, they've kind of eased up on him. And And, and I don't know how you guys feel about this. But I get you guys are traveling, so it's not just about Jordan. But I just also don't think Jordan's bad behavior should be rewarded. I just don't. Uh, I think that every time you reward bad behavior, it, again, encourages uh, children to continue that bad behavior. So they don't want to push him because, you know, he's all, like, freaking out. And he might not want to go to America. And he might want to go back home because now they're in Bangkok for the interview, which is closer to home than not. And they're just worried. So instead of like, hey, guess what? You should just go back home. Hit us up when you're ready to come. They're like, let's treat them with kid gloves and do a day trip to an amusing park, amusement park. And they've decided that they're just going to take it day by day with Jordan, right? Crew says they really do cuddle him and they let that bad behavior go on way too far. I agree. I agree. I agree. So, and here's why I agree. He's still mad at Annie. Okay. What do you have to be mad about exactly? That Annie knows that you don't want to go to America, that Annie knows that you haven't been practicing your English, that Annie knows that you've been throwing temper tantrums. Okay. Let's, let's just rewind here. Jordan goes on his first flight. Well, not his first because they went last season too, but I'll say this. He gets to travel. He gets to stay in his first hotel. He gets to learn English, not on his dime. He gets to go to different restaurants and try new things if indeed he wants to do that. And now he's going to an amusement park. So all the all his shitty behavior is being rewarded. And he's not realizing that all of these firsts that he's enjoying is because they're trying to set him up for a better life. It's because they're trying to take him to America. So they go on a day trip. <clears throat> They're going to take it day by day with Jordan. He's still mad, but at at Annie and David, but he's excited to go on a roller coaster for the first time because he's dreamt about it his entire life. Isn't that some shit? You want a cop attitude with the two people that are paying for and providing this first time experience that has been a lifelong dream for you, but you're still going to cop an attitude towards them? Oh, oh okay then. So not only is it Amber and Jordan's first time at the amusement park, it's also Auntie Loam's first time. Um, and she's super excited about it. So they walk around, they go on some rides. And the first ride Auntie Loam decides that she's going on is the ride that you see on your screen. I don't know what to call it, but it like goes up in the air and it twists you around and around and around in the air. And then it brings you back down. So she picked she picked the ride that she wanted to try for the first time. So she 
they all get on it, as you see. And after the ride, they didn't do so well. So after the ride, uh, Auntie Loam, who they just finished eating lunch. That's the pretext. So after the ride, Auntie Loam is like super dizzy. She can't actually get out of the ride itself. And so finally she gets out of the ride and she throws up and she's really sick. She threw up her lunch and suffice to say, she didn't go on any more rides. It was too much for her. And so they all decide that they're going to sit down and let the kids continue to go on rides and the adults are going to have some conversations. Auntie Lynn wants to talk to David about Jordan. She says that, you know, it seems like he doesn't really want to go. He's worried that he's going to have no friends. He's worried that he's lonely. And David starts crying again and he shares his own story with his son, Jacob. If you guys remember Jacob, his son. And Basically, the gist of the story is that when David first moved to Thailand, uh, Jacob came and stayed with him for a summer. David wanted Jacob to stay with him forever the whole time. The mom said no. And to this day, David regrets giving up on Jacob. And so he started crying. Like, he was literally bawling. And as he started bawling, Annie looked over at him and she was like, whoa, like, where is this coming from? Um, and in the spirit of opening up, this is something that I just also touched my heart. Auntie Loam, who, as we know, is very protective over Jordan and Amber. Um, we remember that she shared about her daughter, May, who she lost. May passed away at 13 years old, um, by a drunk driver. And so she shares that story again, and she talks about how, um, had her daughter been alive, that she knows that David and Annie would do the same for her daughter, May, as they're trying to do for Amber and Jordan, and that she would just be so appreciative that Annie and David would be trying to allow May to have a successful future in life. And I just thought that was a very special moment, you guys. I just really thought it was really special. <clears throat> to share. And then um, later that day, David calls his daughter Ashley and, you know, he talked about how he doesn't want to give up on Jordan, um, but he doesn't want to know, he doesn't know what to do. And he's like, you know, I haven't had teenagers in many years. So let me call my daughter, Ashley who has a couple of teenagers of her own to get her input on what she thinks I should do with Jordan. Um, and here's the thing, okay, y'all. In my opinion, Ashley is not the expert because Ashley is a grown-ass woman. Her first time leaving America was when she went to Thailand and was only there for like two days. And then she got COVID and she was sheltered for the rest of her trip. And then she went back home, right? So- I don't really necessarily feel like she is the voice of experience because she has no experience. You grew up in America and yet you never even left your home state. Like, mm, I can't say that you would be the expert about traveling anywhere or moving anywhere since you've always done what you always did until you were a grown ass adult. But, you know, what do I know? So Ashley feels like after David shares what's going on with Jordan, that it's completely normal. She says that he's being completely normal. Uh, she says she would be the same way at that age. Um, and my note here is, but she has also never left the country before. So of course she's going to feel the same way. It even took a little coaxing for you to come as an adult. So like, mm, I guess, I guess I don't necessarily think that she's the voice of reason though. Meanwhile, Jordan is playing pool by himself. And so because they're kid gloving Jordan, David and Annie ask Cindy to go and play pool with Jordan and talk to him and see where his mind is because 
Uh, they have a special bond with Cindy, the kids do. And they say, you know, even though Cindy's an adult, she really is like happy-go-lucky and she can really relate with the kids and they really uh, can relate with her and they respect her. So he says the same thing that he's been saying in the last season, in the last episode, and the episode before that. I mean, how many times can he tell y'all that he does not want to go? He tells Cindy he doesn't want to go. Cindy says, does it have to do with you having a girlfriend? Yes, it does. Okay. Cindy shares her own love story at his age and says, you know, I was in love at your age. I thought it was everything. And she's like, I understand. Love is beautiful and all of that stuff. But I think that um, your focus should be on making your life successful first. If your girlfriend really loves you, she's going to support you. She will be happy for you. She will be there for you. She will give you strength and encouragement. And she'll wait for you. If this is indeed true love, then your significant other is going to want you to better yourself because you better yourself and you're better as a person. You're going to be better for them in your partnership. Everyone ends up being happy. Cindy goes on to say that, you know, we all love you. We all want you to be successful. And Jordan actually listened to her. He's like, you know, she's right about some things. She's wrong about some things. But at the end of the day, uh, he felt that she understood him. Okay, so now we flop back over to you're going to go, right? Because I can't keep up with you, Jordan. It's two days before the interview. It's the graduation day from English school. And both Jordan and Amber are super proud of themselves for completing the course. They do get a certificate, all of this stuff. And I think perhaps that also helped Jordan to realize that he can complete something from beginning to end. So I guess that that was important, especially because he hasn't been in a classroom in many in many years because of COVID restrictions. So to celebrate, this was so crazy to me, you guys. Did you notice this? So to celebrate, they went to a restaurant called Route 66 Barbecue House. Um, and it did really mimic Vegas, like a diner in Vegas, the motorcycle, the neon lights, the tables, all the things. I was like, oh, this is so crazy. Um, So they get to this uh, barbecue house and guess what? Jordan's already complaining because he hates American food. So now, even though he, he completed his class, he's now saying he feels defeated because he feels like American food doesn't taste good and he doesn't want to have it. Okay, Jordan, I, you know, your little 15 year old angst is just really, I, I'm over you. I'm over it and I'm over you. If you don't like it, don't eat it. That's what, that's what I would say. If you don't like it, don't eat it. They're just trying to expose you to some other things. And it's clear that you don't want to be exposed to anything. So as he's complaining, David orders Buffalo wings and everyone freaks out, right? Because they had never heard of buffalo wings. And they're like, wait, buffalo wings? Buffaloes have wings? And, you know, that that was funny. They're just like hot wings with hot sauce. And I actually, if anyone knows, because I haven't looked it up and I'm sure I can Google it. Is it buffalo wings? Oh, it's buffalo wings because it, it originated in buffalo. And buffalo is supposed to have the best wings. And... I've been to Buffalo because I'm an ex who is from Buffalo. And when we went there, their wings are very good, actually. So I answered my own question. Thank you very much, though. <laughs> so they're having wings and things. And Jordan is complaining some more. He's like, why do we always have to get our hands dirty when we eat American food? I cannot accept this. And it reminded me of Ziad, where when Ziad said, Mino, accept this. Jordan, I can't accept this. Anyhow. Um, so they're having dinner and, you know, laughing and having a good time. And Jordan says that now he's excited about the interview that they have in a couple of days. And Loam, Auntie Loam is confused because, you know, he's been swearing up and down that he doesn't want to go. And so she's like, I don't understand. You're saying you're excited for the visa interview now? 
you just told me, you told David, you told Cindy, you told anyone who would listen, your girlfriend, everyone that you are angry, you hate everything American, you don't want to go, you feel forced, all the things, and English is just not your cup of tea, all the things you've said, and now you're excited to go to the interview. And he says, yeah, he feels like trying again, and that he wants to see, you know, it to its end. And I thought, wow, that was a really big change. So is the change because you completed the program? Like I, I'm, tr- I'm trying to figure out where this 360 is coming from or 180. I don't know. <clears throat> but he does say he feels like trying again. And I was just like, okay, Jordan. I mean, I, gu- I guess. I mean, I guess. I guess if that's where we are, that's where we are. But you just are making no sense to me. So. We have one more episode of the season. Um, I'm going to tell you this is what I am predicting. I'm predicting that uh, Jordan and Amber are going to pass the interview, right? Because this is their third interview. They've practiced their English. It's been a year, all the things. And I think that Jordan is going to come to America. I think despite all the issues that he's had, he's going to say he wants to come and he's going to come. Uh, definitely let me know what you guys think. Uh, is Jordan coming to America or is he not coming to America? Uh, let me know uh, if you're watching the replay, you're listening to the replay. Don't forget, you guys, to like and subscribe. That really helps me a lot. And I'm just going to jump into the live chat before we wrap for the day. Carol says, Jordan be- behaves badly and gets all the screen time. Amber is a sweetheart, keeps being positive, and we see very little of her. That is so true, right? She has a bright attitude. She's excited to come to America. She's excited to know that she even gets the opportunity to come to America. She does all the right things, but uh, we're going to focus on the problem because the problem is more entertaining, and the problem, who is problematic, allows us to talk about him. So I get, you're right. It's it's terrible because we're even rewarding bad behavior. Here we are. Anyways, you guys, thank you so much. I will be back later uh, with Darcy and Stacy. Uh, Better Day says, I think Amber will do great in the US. I think she's going to do amazing as well, Better Days. I'll be back later today with Darcy and Stacy updates. I cannot wait because the twins are bringing the drama and I am here for it. I'll see you guys all later. Bye for now.